want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. It is Friday. It is August 2022. Thank you so much for taking the time to find me on any streaming service that you get a podcast. You'll get this podcast from Spotify to Amazon and everything in between, uh, as well as HighPodOmDad.com, which has all the archives dating back to 2019. Uh, of course, Hi Blog I'm Dad, which is where everything started here. That began in 2017. I do two blogs a week, Monday and Wednesday. So hopefully you get a chance to check that out as well. Always support. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. I mean, I want to talk about support. I hope you guys know. I mean, just simply reading and interacting. I don't sell a lot of stuff, um, which I guess is, I don't know, my own my own little thing. I don't necessarily have a huge amount of merchandise. We do have a shop, highshopomdad.com. I don't promote it that much, but I do love it. I have some cool shirts. We wear them uh, around here. I send my son to school and the one with the uh, with the pecs, kind of the, the nonverbal pictures on it. It's, it's cute. Um, you can check that out. But when I say support, what I mean is writing these blogs and doing these podcasts are important to me. It gives me a chance to speak. It gives me a chance to reach out. It gives me a chance to say things out loud that maybe I haven't said before, or stories that roll around in my head, which is one of the things that I had noticed before I began the blog back in February of 17. I used to have these stories that I would think about all the time. You know, this happened, and my son did this, and then I thought that, and this happened. And then I write about it. And I don't really think about those stories all that much anymore. I still think about them. They still pop in my head. They're still subjects that I talk to people about, but they're not constantly rattling around there. So it's been helpful to me. Hopefully it's been helpful to you. And this week, the support that you guys gave me by reading and interacting and sending me messages really meant the world to me because this week I wrote about uh, at least one thing that I never thought I'd write about, never thought I'd discuss. And it's something that people for years have been telling me, maybe one day you will, therapists, friends, um, you know, people in my life, one day maybe you'll write about it. One day maybe you'll say something. And I always try to figure out how I would do it. And the article was called Overcoming Childhood Abuse to Be a Good Parent. I become a good parent, I should say. And it was important to me because it's a huge part of my story that I leave out a lot. I've alluded to it. I've done articles before. If you read through that post, you'll see I have stuff about Christmas past, toxic people, things like that, words that kept me content with being unhappy. And a lot of them were kind of um, compilations of people in my life from childhood on who maybe you know contributed to issues or had issues with. But I never, I don't name people. This is important to me. I don't name specific issues that I have. I don't go into details. I don't tell you, well, I was mad at this person in particular because they did this thing in particular, all this stuff. I don't do that. And I even did this with this article. I didn't name anybody. I don't do that. I don't name who it is. I say the adults around me, grownups in my life. And the reason why is simple. That's not why I do this blog. I don't do it for revenge and I don't do it to badmouth anybody. And I don't do it to, you know, 
have a bigger audience. So I'll tell everybody what you did and you'll do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want this blog to be that. And it kind of goes back to me not selling anything. I try to go out of my way to keep this blog as pure as possible and do it for me. I need it. I love it. I like getting to be honest. And that's what this blog on Monday was about childhood abuse. But in many ways, it was kind of a coming out party. It was similar to the one that I wrote about bipolar and about some of the mental health issues and things like that. Every time I write about a subject like this, um, I don't think anxiety is the right word to say, but I, I definitely deal with a little bit of you know apprehension, I should say, before I write it. I did it with first writing about my son, about my own issues, about heart issues, about divorce, about all these different things. And this one has been apprehension for years because I didn't know how to do it. I didn't really... I shouldn't say I didn't want to do it, but I thought there were some explanations that went into it that weren't all that, I'll say important. Let me explain what I mean. One of the things that I pointed out in that blog was that some of the abuse that I suffered, which was physical, emotional, mental, those are the ones that I really kind of dealt with. I pointed out that I was a good kid, right? I was eight years old. I won the TAL Award, Teachers Association of Lindenhurst Award. Uh, best outstanding third grader in my school. They gave it to one kid from every elementary school. I got it. I have the award still to this day. I was so proud of it. And that was the year that, you know, I had a black eye. That was the year I fell under a train. And a lot of crazy stuff happened that year. But I was apprehensive about pointing that out because even if I was the worst kid in the world, I didn't deserve the things that happened to me. And that's something that as I've grown up, I've learned and I've accepted because there's different stages Stages even is a wrong word. There's a whole lot of wrong words in subjects like this because you don't want to say something that doesn't fit. So I shouldn't say stages. There's different forms of even the same kind of abuse, whether it's physical or mental or something like that. So with physical abuse, there's a couple of ways you can look at it. You could say, well, the parent was overly stern, right? So you get a bad report card and you get beat. And there's some people who will turn around and be like, that was wrong that your parents did that, but that's the way it was back then. They didn't know the difference. That's what they did. And trust me, um, not saying my parents, not saying anything like that. I'm saying grownups in general that I was around, I dealt with situations where my punishments were for things that I did. And sometimes they were over the top and they were like that. And it was bad. That's a form of abuse. That is. There's also physical abuse that comes out of nowhere for no reason. The kind of thing that even as you're a kid, you know, hey, this isn't normal. This isn't, I didn't do anything for this to happen. This person is angry. This person's mad. This person had a bad day. This person is going through something that I don't really understand what's happening. Uh, Sometimes the person, you know, looking after you has a mental illness. Sometimes the person looking after you has animosity and anger and their own abuse that they're processing and they're taking it out on you. So that's why I was worried about specifying I wasn't bad, you know. I did the same thing with that whole coal for Christmas thing. I had gotten coal one year for Christmas. I talked about it from quote unquote Santa when I was still at an age where I believed in Santa. And I remember being destroyed over it, wrecked over it. And when I wrote about that, I pointed out again, I was a good kid that year. I didn't do anything wrong, but you know what? Even if I did do bad things, I was eight, you know? What? That's pretty messed up. That's taking this thing that's supposed to be happy and joyous for kids and supposed to bring, you know, make you feel loved and appreciated by Santa and really making you feel terrible. And a lot of my childhood, I felt terrible. I felt terrible about myself. I felt terrible about who I was. I felt like I stood out to other kids. And nobody got it. You know, teachers didn't get it. I had a teacher in third grade that same year where everything was awful. I had the worst teacher I ever had in my life. Awful. I 
won't give you her name. First name was Susan, so we'll call her Susan. Susan was terrible. Susan hated me. To this day, I don't know if it was because my last name was Gutman, which would pop up every now and then, or if there was some sort of issue. I had some of the craziest stories with this third grade teacher who thought I was the most spoiled, bratty kid in the world because she had no idea what was going on in my house. And sometimes when you're a kid and you're going through hell behind closed doors, when you're at school or when you're out in public, you are outgoing and you're happy. And the reason why is because I'm happy to be out. I'm happy to be in school. I would be so happy to be in school some days just because I didn't have to have that knot in my stomach, you know? So I dealt with a lot. I had the black eye. I'm told people that I walked into a doorknob. I had to tell people. Um, I have stories upon stories I didn't write about. I mean, I'm talking like hundreds of stories. There's people I talk to to this day that I tell them some stories like, oh my God, but I'm not going to put it every single one of them in the blog because the idea was not small details. And that's another important aspect of why I tell my story the way I do. Small details can contribute to the bigger picture, but sometimes they take away from it. And my goal of this blog was not to simply tattle or tell you guys what I went through. It was to show you something that had always been very important to me. The fact that you don't have to come from a home or a background or a place where people show you the right way to raise kids in order to know the right way to raise kids. In many ways, I try to do the opposite of what I thought was right, of what I thought was appropriate. I remember in 2004, a few years before I had my first kid and before I'd gotten married, I got a job at Gymboree. I don't think I've talked about this before. This is kind of an out-of-character thing for me, where I, I was a teacher at Gymboree. I did these classes with the Jimbo the Clown, and I would sing, you know, row, row, row your boat. I was the only male teacher. I shouldn't say that. There was another male teacher there, but I was, I was the only male teacher who taught the way I did. I'm not overly flowery. I don't do things, I want to say feminine, I don't want, I'm not disparaging anybody by saying this, but the way I did it was different than anybody else did it. Um, I would sing and I would interact with the kids, but I was more of a, yo, what's up, kid? How you doing? Give the kid like a fist bump, little five-year-old fist bumps me, the parents think it's so cute, they take a picture. My classes were packed. We had a waiting list to get into my classes. And Jimbery, the only reason why I left was because I didn't drive at the time, and they sent me to like six, seven different locations across Long Island. They were apparently I was doing so well, they wanted me everywhere. No money came with it, no you know responsibilities. Just get yourself to these places. Um, but I loved it. It was one of my favorite things. But the reason why I did it, the reason why I took that job to begin with, was I didn't know a if I wanted kids or b if I could raise kids. I was told by some of those adults when I was a kid, never have kids. I was told I was too selfish to have children. I wrote about that one time. I remember that one. That one hit me. Don't ever have kids. You're too selfish. I'm like, oh, am I? That stuff sticks in your head. Where even if you know that the person telling you that is an idiot, because people t- turn to you and be like, well, why would you listen to anything this person says? I don't know. Because I'm a kid. Because this person supposedly knows me better than everybody else. And they're telling me this. So maybe I am these things. And it affects you, man. It affects you. So I worried about having kids. I worried about coming from the background I came from, not understanding how punishments even work. I remember, and this is not, I mean, I remember asking my ex-wife before we had kids, I couldn't fathom that there was never any physical punishment in her house. Didn't understand it. So why, why would you stay in your room? Well, so they would send me to my room, but why would you stay in your room? I don't know. They told me to go to my room, but you wouldn't come out. You wouldn't 
And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I probably wouldn't have come out either. I mean, even, I mean, the threat of being scared for your life exists, but I don't know. I guess I probably would have obeyed too without it. But you don't think like that. And if you grow up and you have kids and you don't parse these things out and you don't figure them out ahead of time, you end up doing it because you don't know what else to do. You know, oh, well, I got hit for that. I should hit my kid for that. But if you know and you accept before your children are born that what you went through was wrong, you can correct it. You can do the opposite of what you were taught. I remember before I had kids when I was younger watching an episode of All in the Family. And there's an episode of All in the Family where Archie Bunker and Rob Reiner are trapped somewhere. I look at a meat locker or something stupid. And they're getting drunk because there's nothing but alcohol. And it's Archie Bunker and, and Rob Reiner are getting drunk. And they're talking about their childhood. And Archie starts talking about how he was locked in a closet when he was a kid, when he was bad. And here's another thing that kind of sucks. If you are a child of abuse is watching stories on TV or movies where they talk about abuse and you think, I don't really get what the problem is. Like, it doesn't sound that terrible. And that's kind of, that happened with me with that. I'm like, is that really that bad? Locked in the closet? I guess so. Um, so he got locked in the closet and Rob Reiner's telling him, he's like, Arch, your father was wrong. He was wrong to do that to you. And Archie turns around and goes, nah, don't say your father's wrong. Your father's never wrong. He's your father. You respect your father. You do what he says. And there was this whole sad story. And the idea of the episode was that he was still, even to this day, defending his father for doing this terrible thing. And that's when I realized that one of the most important things that you need to do if you came from an abusive place is accept the fact that the people who abused you were wrong. Because if you don't, you're going to do it yourself. Because to you, it's the right thing to do. You have to have enough respect for yourself and enough confidence to know that you understand how the world works better than you were taught in order to move forward. So I do that with my kids today. I don't hit my kids. I don't say terrible things to my kids. I don't insult them. I don't make fun of them. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't treat, well, it's not not really true. I've written about this before too. They say you can't be friends with your kids. You can, you can totally be friends with your kids. But you have to define what friendship means. Friendship doesn't mean letting, like if you had a friend who's a piece of crap, you don't let them just be a piece of crap. If I had a friend who was out there, you know, doing bad things and getting in trouble, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Can you stop? That to me is a friend. A friend is somebody who guides you the right way. A friend is somebody who steers you in the right direction. And in that respect, yeah, I'm a friend to my kids. I guide them. I help them. I stand by them. If they're rude, if they're bad, if they're mean, if they deserve a punishment of some sort, I do that. But their punishments are things like, you know, you're not going to get your allowance or go sit in your room or, you know, no iPad or whatever. It's not horror stories. And that's why I wrote it. I wrote it because I wanted people to know kind of where I'm, where I'm from, who I am, and the fact that you don't need to come from, you know, Ozzy and Harriet or the Brady Bunch in order to be a good parent. I've had people not understand. I remember, you know, I loved my, my ex's grandmother who passed away. She was one year shy of 100 when she died. Grandma Pearl, I loved, loved Grandma Pearl. I miss Grandma Pearl a lot. And I remember one time we had talked and, um, you know, I was taking care of my daughter very well. She was a baby. And I was like, I love being a parent. I love, you know, doing the right thing. And she goes, because you were raised right. I was like, I absolutely was not raised right. <laughs> we talked about it. 
And she had this misconception. And I remember she would say to me sometimes, because Grandma Pearl came from you know, 100 years ago, it was kind of a tough life. And she would say, like, me and you get it. She'd be like, we know we know how to overcome. We know how to do these things. And it, it meant a lot because there is that assumption that people make. If you're a good parent, you came from a good childhood. But once they learn you didn't, it changes things a little bit. And that's why I wanted you guys to learn that I didn't. And that if I could do it, you can do it. If I can raise these kids in a positive, productive way, you can raise your kids in a positive, productive way. And you don't have to let the words of other people really like get into your, into your head and mess with you and change who you are and make you worry and make you scared and make you run to people you shouldn't be near and make you engage in situations you shouldn't engage in. And I've done all of those things and I've dealt with a lot of um, you know, personal doubt, personal worry. I've been told every negative thing that you can be told and some of that seeps in and some of that lives in your head. And it isn't until now in my 40s that I'm learning that you don't have to carry that with you. And I don't want to carry it with me anymore. So hopefully, I put this story out there. I tell you guys some things. Those stories go away. I don't think of them as much. I haven't thought about the coal all that much. Being dropped under a train, maybe a little bit. I that one still pops in my head every now and then. But there's a lot. There's a lot of stories. But you define you. I define me. Nobody else does. Nobody else does. And as you grow up, you have to learn to figure out where things come from. I don't let anyone disrespect me to the point where I kind of feel like sometimes I might accidentally take it too far if somebody really does. And luckily, the older you get, the less likely that is to happen. But when I was younger, that would happen. Somebody would disrespect me and it would be a big problem. And it was because I know where it came from. It came from being disrespected when you're young and being powerless to do anything about it. So now you grow up and you're like, what did you say? And next thing you know, there's a huge issue. So you have to learn to kind of know where that comes from. Oh, that's where it comes from. Okay. Well, let me try to work on that a little bit. Let me talk these things out. Let me get myself to a place of peace. And today, this blog, this podcast, I can honestly tell you I'm in a place of peace. I'm good. I've let things go. I haven't forgiven. I haven't forgotten. There's so much more to the story than I shared with you guys. So trust me, there's a lot to it. This is something that was a long-term thing. Um, but I've come to grips with a lot of the important ways to deal with it. And that's it. So find a way to deal with it. If you have to go to therapy, go to therapy. If you have to really sit down and examine yourself, sit down and examine yourself. But the most important thing to do is to always remember that if you came from an abusive place, the people who abused you were wrong. Because if you don't, you're going to do it. Why wouldn't you do something you think is right? Right? So accept that the wrong things are wrong and you don't repeat them. And that, that's how you break the cycle of abuse. That's the big, the big secret that I came to. Um, you know, I see people today who, who make crazy decisions and I'll turn around and say, why do you do it? Well, when I was a kid, my, you know, I, I went through this. I, my, I dealt with it. Well, that's not a good reason. If your only reason for doing something is because you dealt with it, it's not the right reason. And that's it. So, yeah, this was a, a clean rush today. went right through it. I wanted to address this subject. I wanted to get out with you guys. And again, like I said before, I really, I appreciate this podcast. I appreciate this blog. It allows me to say these things. It allows me to get them out. And I could not thank you guys more for the support that you gave me, not only in writing on Monday, but also on Wednesday too. I wrote when other kids started talking, but mine didn't, which normally would be the the whole crux of the show. 
they got overshadowed a little bit. Uh, but no matter what I've written, you guys have always been supportive. I've always gotten great comments. I've heard from so many people, especially on Monday, people from across my whole life, from elementary school, from wrestling, from college, from high school, wherever it was from. Um, I've heard from just great, great people in my past. So thank you. Um, I appreciate you. I love you guys. This means a lot to me. Until I return on Monday with a new blog, Wednesday with another blog, bang, bang, and then next Friday with a new podcast, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, pod. I'm Dad.